when competence when competence meets business opportunity okay mm -hmm. these two things competence which is the people and what they can do okay their specific competence and the you need the business opportunity when these two come together you have this moment of what i call the spark welcome to 20 minute leaders just sit back relax and learn from the leaders of today it's a journey each one is different unique inspiring let's get started This episode is powered by Jay Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Loomi Tech and sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Turing, Upwest Labs, and Hillel at Stanford. If you carefully look at Israel's unicorn tech scene, you probably see one thing in common. Modi Rosen invested in a lot of them. Meet Modi, managing partner at Amiti. Modi Rosen has over 20 years of experience as a professional venture investor. He founded Magma Venture Partners in 1999 and led its investment practice. Currently, he invests out of Amiti Ventures, where he is a managing partner. Modi was a seed investor in Waze, AppsFlyer, Cloudendor, Argus, Innovis, and many more great Israeli companies. Modi Rosen, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm great. Good we're, to see you. It's great to see you. I can't believe we're doing this in person. This is surreal. Uh, so thank God for the vaccinations. But, you know, we're in the beautiful Rothschild 2022 and Amiti Ventures. Offices, and I'm so honored to to have this opportunity to chat with you about your journey and about the amazing investments you've made, but most importantly about the the humane aspect behind it and and who you are and and why you're doing what you're doing. And so, what I always love to start with is going all the way back, as far back as you can remember. You know, why are you an investor? Why join startups as an investor? Let's say rather than an an engineer or an entrepreneur or any other industry in the world. So the, the reality is that uh, uh, it's, it's quite, uh, uh, it happened quite randomly, okay? So I can't tell you that it was a pre-planned journey, okay? I, I uh, conceived the idea of creating a venture firm in 1998 uh, when venture was really early in Israel, okay? It started in Israel in 1992. The whole venture scene started in 1992. Wow. There were actually no venture firms before that. And in 1998, I, I came with the idea uh, to create a venture firm that will uh, focus on communication, just on communication. Communication was very, you know, before at, at those times there was communication and IT. It was two separate domains. And the more dominant, uh, uh, dominant domain was communication. And I had uh, lots of background in communications, in actual communication, because Israel was very strong at the time in uh, companies like ECI and Tadiran and so on. And I came with the idea, with the, the noble idea, I can say, <laughs> of creating a venture firm that will just do communications. Um, and uh, I went out to raise the money with, uh, with a couple of friends. And uh, surprisingly, people gave us money. Look at that. <laughs> people gave us money, and, and we raised our first fund at the time in 1999. Wow. It was a $75 million fund. When the largest fund in Israel was uh, just raised, and it was $120 million. Wow. Yes, that's what it that's what, that's what the scene. And we knew a little bit about venture, not a lot. Uh, but it was a very uh, hot market at the time, the communication market, and people gave us money. 
And had you told me that then that the journey would look the way it looked, I would say no way. Uh, it, it, the journey was much better than I could even imagine. So I'm just going to quickly fast forward here and say that this journey includes starting multiple funds, raising multiple funds within those funds, investing in some of the most prominent companies. You mentioned Waze earlier uh, as one of the first investors. From the first, and it's What I'm trying to fathom through this conversation here is the life of an investor, how you grew as an investor over these, over these decades, and sort of both on your insights as to the markets, but also your interaction with the founders. And what you've observed, because you've seen the Israeli tech ecosystem really from the ground all the way to what it is today, right? From startup nation, exit nation, scale-up nation. I mean, you're really seeing everything actively as an active investor. So you're starting out in 1999 in the communication space. Do you, when you look back now, are there things that you're saying through the journey that you've experienced today, wow, I, I wish I knew this back then? Well, of course. Of course. I mean, one of the things you have to realize that uh, it's a, life is, an, is a never-ending journey of learning, yeah. okay? And as a person, you always have to be in a mode of learning and, and development, okay? That's the most important thing. That, that's, that's really what makes the difference between the best and those, are, those are, that are less uh, successful, mm-hmm. okay? Um, my understanding and my know-how, my, my capabilities as an investor today are 20x, if not 100x, better than when I started. But okay. in what domain? Is this in the, in understanding the market, the human aspect, the, the personal calmness? What, in what, what, where do you see the big, the big jumps? Being an investor is, a, is really a, a profession, okay? It's, people say it's a gut feeling, it's, you know, it's luck. Of course, there is a lack aspect. In everything that you do in life, there is a lack aspect. But you, being a good investor is really a profession, okay? Mm-hmm. And it takes, you really, it takes you a lot of time to grow into becoming a good investor. Right. Okay, I would say that it probably takes you five to seven years to become a good investor. Okay, or become a reasonable investor, and t- 10 to 15 years to become a really good investor. That doesn't mean that when you are a great investor, you would not make mistakes. You right. always make mistakes. Right. Okay. But very rarely when you start as an investor, okay, when someone starts to, uh, as an investor, um, he'll, he's a good investor. Okay. Right. Because there is no, actually, there is no school in the world. Okay, that teaches you how to invest. It's it's surprising. There should be, okay, and maybe it will develop, okay. But um, the academia can do much better actually in teaching people in a more structured way how to invest, okay. But right. it doesn't exist, okay, and definitely did not exist twenty something years away uh, before. Uh, before uh, when I started, there was no no structure. Uh, uh, a place to learn a venture. So you learn on the job, okay? But w- what really, the feeling that I have is that I really improved tremendously over the years, okay? Um, 
And because I'm a very analytical person, it it's a very analytical process in my mind. Okay, so I, I, I run through a very analytical process um, that some of it has to do with, you know, uh, uh, of course, the, there are elements of uncertainty, okay? But you have you you can balance all those uncertainties into a right. into some some picture right. of the opportunity, and I think if if you ask me what 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 is really key to anything you do, and it's also investing, um, it's the passion that you have about what to do about what you do. Okay, passion is really the about what you do is what makes the difference between people. Okay. Right. And it's not it's something that you cannot fake. Okay? If you don't have passion about what you do, you can't really fake it. You know, it's it's from your inner Is self. You test for passion when you meet one of thousand entrepreneurs that you meet yearly. Is this something that you're keeping in the back of your mind? Is it that important? Oh yes, it's uh, it's it's super important. I, I um uh there I, I test for professionalism, okay? Uh, people, I like to I, I like to see people who are uh, you can, can see over their career uh, that they're professionals. And what does that mean, professionals? Does that mean that they did cool things, that they progressed, that they were kind people? What does that mean? You know, some people, whatever they do, whatever they do, they do well. Okay, doesn't matter when when they cook dinner, they cook it well. Okay. So the, the extra mile, yeah, being being doing well what you do, okay. If you right. if you have that trait, it's super important. And when you look at the, I mean, when I meet in uh, entrepreneurs, I mean, they have a career be behind them, right? Okay, it can be you know, they can be twenty eight, they have ten years, they can be thirty eight, they have twenty years. When I meet them, they. They don't start suddenly to be successful. Most of them have a track record, and if you see, if you look into it, you will see the, the, some success success points in the past. Right. Okay. And uh, and and points of brilliance in in their right. past. You you can track that, uh, and that's the indication of people who have this this merit of um, professionalism, of passion about the, what they do, uh, of. Uh, of doing things right, you know, doing things well. Right. And that's super important. And uh, it comes out of uh, this, this personality where you always want to learn, okay? Right. You want to understand, okay? You want to learn, you know, you want to understand. You don't, you don't want to stay on the superficial. Right. How do you test for that, though? You have somebody in front of you. You're meeting hundreds, if not thousands, of entrepreneurs on a yearly basis. All, a lot of the ideas look great. A lot of the entrepreneurs look great because they're coming in. They have three sessions with you potentially, and anybody can put on a you know a break base. One of the things that I've been thinking about is how do you actually you know differentiate the ones that are like how do you how do you actually you know come up with with who they are from these very short segments and very short references. That's that's the magic really of being a good investor, right? It's being able to to really understand those people in front of you beyond the superficial deck and the, the Zoom meeting that is being suggested? If you look at the, at the uh, what, are we looking, what we're looking for, it's if you abstract it, 
um, it's the, on the most abstract level, it's when competence, when competence meets business opportunity, okay? Mm-hmm. These two things, competence, which is the people and what they can do, okay, their specific competence, and the, you need the business opportunity. When these two come together, you have this moment of what I call the spark. You have this, you know, you can create something great, okay? Um, and you, you're saying there are so many ideas, there are so many entrepreneurs, that's true. But to find these two things together where you have a real business opportunity and a really competent team, that's actually quite rare. Right. That's quite rare, okay? Now, actually, it's a little bit more easier to identify a good team. What's more difficult is to identify a, a real business opportunity. Right. Because for that, you really need to understand in markets, you, need, you really need to understand the trends in technology. You really, you really have to understand the specific technology of what, what they're doing, okay? All of these things together create a business opportunity. And that's really a lot of things to understand. And we as VCs, we, we have to very fast learn new, new, new spaces, okay? Because right. we're all, all the time, you know, we're moving from one thing to another thing, you know, and very fast we have to understand if there is, a, is a, what I call a good story. A good story is a good business opportunity, okay? And that is really where, where, the, where the bigger challenge lies, okay? Right. And then on the team side, of course, you know, I tell you what gives you, how do you know about the people? Obviously, the interaction, you, you interact with the people. You, you're, I'm very experienced. We are very experienced. We interact with the people. You learn a lot from interacting with the people, with the, with the entrepreneurs. Right. Uh, you look at their background, what they did until they, meet, they met you or the when they meet you. And from their background, you, you learn huge amount of data, okay, about who they are, right. okay? Um, so it's, it's quite fast, you, you know, you, you realize, you know, what, what, what is the person and what, what, what can he do and how good he is and, and so on. Uh, and then you analyze the business opportunity, which is actually more difficult. Right. It's more difficult. So you... You've deployed hundreds of millions already in investments. Walk me through and some... return more. <laughs> Walk me through some of the highlights, or not even highlights, but you know, memorable events, such as you know, being the first investor in ways. You're meeting these groups, and something triggers something in you that says, "I want to be part of this journey." And lo and behold, you know, ten years later, uh, they 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 help billions of people. Uh, in in different domains. Well, walk me through some of those highlights. Um, I can give you. You know, I uh, the the truth is that uh, when I came out from the first meeting with the three entrepreneurs, the three founders of Ways, I had a strong feeling that it's a great opportunity. Really, after the first meeting, yeah, and that was really exceptional because. Um, we're talking 2008, I think it was around March 2008, and the iPhone was start selling, started selling only on June 2007, so the iPhone right. was, was only nine months on the market. I had a physical GPS in my car, I remember, that I was holding to navigate it. 
People didn't know what, what's an app. You know how many apps were on the app stores there? 10,000. 10,000. 10,000 apps on the app store. Wow. Today must be millions. Well, it's at least 10 or 20 million. Unbelievable. So, so people didn't know what an app is. Okay. Um, but I can tell you that when I came out of the first meeting, I had a strong hunch that this is a great product. Okay. Then, of course, we did due diligence and all of that. I'll give you another, another example. You know, I, I, I was uh, uh, the first investor in a company called Innovis, okay, which is the LiDAR for autonomous vehicles. Small, small company. Yeah, it's, it's a great company. Amazing. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I was, you know, I really, I was literally the first person who told the entrepreneur we, we, we were going to give them uh, uh, money. Then other... Other uh, also came in in the, in, the, in the first round, but I was the first one. And what really drove that decision is a couple of things. It's, uh, first of all, the, the understanding or the belief that autonomous vehicles is, is something that is going to happen. Okay, so I, I, I looked at the technology. I looked at AI. I, I understood then. I went, we're talking early 2016. It was early days of AI. Okay. Yeah. AI started or really in 2015 to right. become a viable technology. Uh, but in 2016, I believed AI is going to, uh, I mean, neural networks are going to change computer vision. I really understood that. So that's about the technology trends. But the other thing is that the, the entrepreneur really developed similar technology for other applications. So he was really migrating a technology that he was repurposing a technology from other domains to, and that is, a, that is something that I really liked, okay? That I knew that he has a lot of experience in, in doing this technology for other, with, for other applications that I didn't believe in, okay? He was not successful in, his previous, uh, in, the, pre, in the previous applications, but for autonomous vehicles, this, this technology was great. Right. Um, so, you know, so I, the, it was a great team. It was obviously a great team in Innovis. I mean, very strong guys, for instance. The repurposing of the technology plus the belief that autonomous driving is going to be a big thing is really what drove the decision to make this, uh, this investment, okay? So if you, if you analyze it, it's, uh, on one hand, you, you have to understand mega technology trends. You have to understand that, you know, AI is, is is actually, and it's not easy because you, you, you know why it's not easy? Because there are always mega technologies trends that are, that, that appears, that appear to be happening, but they, they are what I call false alarms. They, right. they actually don't, don't happen. Right. Okay. Like if, if you think of, uh, there was a lot of hype around virtual reality. I remember. Not not a few years ago. Now it may happen ten or twenty years from now, but for now, right. So you have to understand those mega trends and what is really happening. Which trend is going to actually uh, materialize? That's part of your of your bet. You you have to understand those technology and you have to 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 understand how it will develop big markets. Right. How it will how big markets. You know, autonomous driving is going to be a huge huge market. Will take another. It's, it's just starting now, but in the next decade, it's going to be a huge phenomenon for us. Right. 
I mean, I think that part of it is also understanding the butterfly effect and, and where is the ripple going to reach and how is this going to impact the rest of your trajectory? Because even if you're not investing directly in autonomous vehicles, if you're investing in another sector, every sector is going to be impacted by the autonomous driving revolution. It's Absolutely. Going, you know, every sector in 2008 was, was going to be impacted by the fact that now you have the democratization of mobile applications. Yeah. And no matter if you're investing in fintech, in insurance, and uh, in, in consumer, whatever it is, you know, the, these understanding these mega trends, it sounds like it's relevant regardless of, regardless of where you're investing. Absolutely. What I always say is that you have to understand what, what I call tectonics changes. Yes. There are tectonic changes in the industry and you have to identify them. They create a lot of opportunities. Right. And if you look at the history of the technology, a lot of the opportunities were driven always by tectonic changes. Um, let me mention some that, you know, social network, social networking, for instance, started around the, the early 2000s, Facebook, Twitter, okay? There was no social web. Okay, that was a, a tectonic move, right. a tectonic change. Then in right. 2007, started the smartphone, again, a tectonic move, okay? Right. Around that time, started the, started the, started the, um, the cloud, the public cloud phenomena started. You know, I mean, Amazon Web Services started really in 2006. Okay, very early days. I mean, it's still, it's still early days for, uh, for, uh, for public cloud, okay? But that's a huge tectonic shift. That's a huge tectonic shift who, 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 who created a lot of value migration across the industry. Okay, and, that, and in 2015, AI started. Neural networks really started to become an applicable, relevant technology in 2015. And uh, we have invested, you know, in 2015 and 16 in AI in fabulous companies like uh, Site, to mention one in the area of e-commerce, uh, like AI Doc in, in the area of, uh, of, um, of medicine, of, uh, of digital radiology, uh, and so on. So, so th these are the, it's, and it's always, Many times it's driven by tectonic changes. Love it. Modi, thank you so much for spending this time with me. And I look forward to seeing everything that, that Amiti does and, and your journey is just, uh, it's, it's inspiring. I think in, in the, the most basic sense of just this idea of continuing to improve and improving this 1% every day and continuing to be curious. And, and, and the three words is the passion. Passion about what you do. That's the three. Those are the, you just saved me you know, that whole question. Passion about what you do. I, I love it. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Michael. Great, great talking to you. And I look forward to sitting here next time with the, with the pitch deck and, uh, <laughs> and sharing through what I'm working You're welcome.